What's up, y'all? Happy Monday, the 5th of October, 2020. This is the GNHL Hour. I'm Gustav, your host. I'm Ahmed, your host. What's up, boy? What's up, dude? Come on. Just like a quick fresh up about the sports because I don't want to waste my time today talking all about sports, all right? So yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Miami hit <laughs> at least won a game, all right? Game three hit, beat fucking Lakers. Uh, I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong because now we have a finals, all right? Um, didn't have time to watch the match still. I'm going to watch mm. after I, I, well, after we rolled this podcast, but still. I'm so happy that Miami could beat uh, Lakers and I'll have a look at it and see where I was the points I was missing, you know what I mean? And mm. see how they can could actually beat uh, Lakers. Uh, have you seen it? I saw the highlights. Mm. I obviously don't understand the game that much, so I wouldn't be able to tell you how they perform because I, as well, I didn't watch the whole match, but I saw... A little bit more defensiveness, a little bit more action on their part. Mm. I saw a little bit more coordinated plays and, you know, they did really well. I was well, going to ask you, what was the thing that they finally discovered that in your eyes that made them beat the, uh, yeah, the Lakers? Yeah. But you didn't um, see well, the I'll match. check it out and then we can <laughs> talk about it tomorrow. Um, yes, but it still must probably should be the three-point uh, shoots. Oh, yeah, that was on point. As yeah, that's, well, let's see. Uh, anyway, 115 hit, 104 Lakers, well done hit. I'm so happy. Moving we got forward. A final. Yeah, we have a finals now. Moving <laughs> forward to UFC on ESPN. Holly Holmes showed that mm. she still has some yes. game pitches. Yes, She's sir. She's still around, <laughs> ain't no retirement, all right? She's still a top girl, you know. Yo, beautiful fight. One that point. one. Domination. Fight. Yeah, that mm -hmm. domination, like from. from beginning to the end like yes really nice fight well done Holmes uh, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. a fan I've always been <laughs> a fan uh Germany though she's back as well she's won mm -hmm. I don't like mm -hmm. her I'm sorry especially because <laughs> the beef with uh Nunes uh, oh, anybody who steps on Nunes toes I'm like get the yeah, fuck out yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nunes the goat I'm sorry yes. but still yes. She won, so biggest ha heads up to fucking Jermaine, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. about sports. I don't know anything about anything else because I was busy <laughs> as fuck in my weekend. Hope y'all were busy as well. Hope y'all had a great weekend. And mm -hmm. dude, I have a thing to talk about. Tell me, what's up? What's going on? I know that you haven't seen it yet, but y'all, come on, just go on Netflix, new documentary, all right? David, motherfucking David Attenborough, his new mm. documentary, the name is A Life on Planet Earth. It is a multi documentary, all right? Mm. Everyone needs to watch that shit. It's basically about preservation, uh, increasing biodiversity in the world and changing the fucked up situation you're living right now mm. uh, by the eyes of David Attenborough, which being in the wild, in the wilderness like since the 40s, 50s, you know what I mean? Yep, he's been uh, doing that shit a lot. Yeah, he's been doing documentaries since day on, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. gotta watch it. After you watch, you're gonna discuss about it, all right? Yes. Uh, yes. For all my Brazilian friends and all for all Brazilian crowd out there, Gonna make you be even pissed with our 
president and with his minister Thales. It's we gotta watch that shit, bro. If you're Brazilian, please watch it and please hold your motherfucking president accountable for the things that he's doing, all right? So, dude, mm -hmm. that's being said, all right? We're gonna talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm rushing through this subject to get rid of them. Uh, we're gonna discuss it further. NBA, we're gonna talk about it tomorrow, you know what I mean? It's coming, Again, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big heads up, big shout out to Holmes. She still has some game, all right? Mm -hmm. And, dude, tell me. What's up? No, you tell me. I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. What is so, your approach with meditation, dog? Well, my approach with meditation stems basically on one principle. Mm. Sit there, watch my breathing, mm. and let my brain run as much as it wants. So basically, mm. if it wants to obsess about something, let it obsess about something. If it wants to think and think and talk about this mm. random thing or think about this random event or basically I let it, I try as much as possible to let it run wild, right? Yeah. Audit, don't judge as much as I can mm -hmm. and just see what comes up. Whatever. Could be a bad thought, could be a negative thought, could be a positive thought, whatever comes my way, just let it happen. That's pretty much my approach to meditation. And wow. after that, I try to like think about the reasons why those thoughts came up. Like I try to, like when I find a thought that's mm. interesting, I mm. think it's like, okay, why am I thinking that way? Or why am I remembering those things or that thing? Or like, what's the story I'm trying to tell myself? What is the narrative that's running in my head, basically, most of the time? Oh, your approach is pretty much my approach as well. So you don't have that difference. <laughs> but my main focus with meditation is actually, um, I won't say to force my mind to be silent, but mm. to find stillness, you know, mm. to find the silence. Mm. So whenever I'm meditating, I'm also focusing on my my breath, my inhaling, yep. my exhaling. That's what I focus on. I yep. watch my thoughts. I let them run through my mind. And again, I try to not judge them. And I try to not pay attention to them. On that moment, I just let them be, all right? Mm. And every time that I catch myself thinking about something, I return to focus on my breathing, on my breath. And then... I try to find the stillness, the silence, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, uh, quietness. the quietness. Um, it's really difficult though. Uh, I can tell that I, I have achieved that for milliseconds once or twice in my life. That's why it pumps me because it's something that I want to achieve more every day, you know what I mean? Every, every mm -hmm. day that I'm meditating, I, I want to achieve that level that I'm not thinking anything but on myself, on my, on my fucking body to feel me, you know, and feel the exterior world. You know what I mean? Yes. To be in silence, in, in a quiet environment where you don't have to, like your mind is not running around. My mind is not trying everywhere. to judge whatever is happening around me and whatever is happening inside me. My mind's just mm -hmm. quiet. That space that yeah. I want to achieve, you know what I mean? Because what I believe is when you have that stillness state is when you are 
truly present on the moment and when mm -hmm. you can have like a proper view of the world you know what i mean and a proper view of yourself as well yep I um that's the mission dog <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes and i think as well like uh, if you can find that stillness and keep it going for a long period of time mm. that's when you do your best work because you're not in a panic state or you're not in a reactive state so you're able to perform on a level that nobody is able to perform most people are not able to perform on that's one of the things that i would just say just a question you're going to yeah. be in a state that you can perform more than you can perform if you're not that no. state you know what i mean you can perform better you can perform better than if you're not in that state Yes. Not other people, you know what I mean? Because we cannot judge others, you know what I mean? Oh, so. yeah, 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 of course. But, like, as a person, if you're, like, in your zone... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in the zone, your performance is way better than if you're not in the zone. Yeah, and one of the ways to get into the zone is to be quiet here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, calm. That's one of the two things I've noticed in the breakdown for the Israel of the Sanya and Costa. I know I have to bring this up back again because oh, I watched shit. it from- Yeah, <laughs> I told from... in the beginning of this episode that the sports no. part's gonna be really brief. <laughs> but, but- the You're fucking me up, dog. <laughs> Sorry, dog. Sorry, dog. But there's an interesting point. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but- Come on, like when come you on. Were that breakdown is pure science. Big shout out, Luke Thomas. Yes, pure shout, pure, pure science. And the beauty of it, the question that popped in my head was, yeah. is Israel Adesanya thinking about those things that he's doing at the moment, or is he letting his body flow? Because what we're talking about now, if you're calm, relaxed, and in the Zen moment, as they say, you'll be able to perform those things flawlessly, which he was able to do. And the second thing, Kobe Bryant, that also reminds me of him. You know, when... There's like a bunch of videos on YouTube where people are trying to like get a reaction out of him. Like they do the ball in his face and he doesn't react dude, or something like dude, that. Dude, that is one of the baddest, one of the baddest like video ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is solid rock. He was solid rock. Mm -hmm. No reactions at all. Yep. And that's an... And that Zen situation, I think it might be a theory Like this is just a theory, not like a proven science, but I think it comes for being like in that flow state, in that calm mindset, you're not, your brain is not running wild, your brain is quiet. Well, some people call it state, some people call it zone, some people kind of call it Zen state, whatever. Um, for sure, a elite athlete like Izzy, like Kobe, like all of the other guys, of course, when they're like in a match, when they're playing, if they're really in that state, you can, you can see through, you know what I mean? You can mm -hmm. see through that state. You can see that the guy is there and just there doing this stuff, you know what I mean? And of mm -hmm. course, uh, the fight is like... It's crystal clear that Izzy was there in every fucking second. Mm -hmm. He was present to that moment. Yep. And he was ahead of everything because he knew what was going to happen because he was there. Rather than like Paulo, 
most probably he was in his mind trying to figure out things and visualize what could happen, blah, blah, blah. And then he got fucked up, basically. Mm. Uh, but again, uh, when we were talking about sports, it involves way other stuff. Uh, you can be in the zone, you can be present, you can be f- like in the flow, you can be chilling there doing stuff. But if you don't have the skill set, if you don't have the training, of course, you won't impress people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm saying like all those high level athletes, they are on that state because they are pretty much being conscious of the moments that they need to be conscious. And also they have a, like a fucking background and a fucking like arsenal or skill set, whatever, to back them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking about like normal human beings as you and me, uh, that flow state, that zone, that zen state help us, you know, like in accomplishing stuff way easier, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, um, let me just talk about myself. Whenever I'm just like focusing on my shit, whenever I'm not, not overthinking about anything, I'm just flowing. I'm just doing what I needs to be done in my way and enjoying doing it. That's key. Like when you join doing the stuff we're doing, you have no perception about time. You don't have any perception about anything. The only perception you have is just like, yes, that's me. That's my body. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And all the process like turns out to be way more joyful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but whenever I'm just like stressed, overthinking, whenever I'm just like with tons of things on my mind, think, thinking about that bill, thinking about things that I have to sort out, thinking about like peace that I need to make with people, I cannot mm. accomplish things easily, easily mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm letting my mind rule my life. So that's why my morning practice is so important to me, to get rid of that overwhelmed mind you know what i mean that's what i'm saying like my focus is to achieve the stillness state mm-hmm. to achieve like the peace the inner peace in a quiet mind which is like it's being almost impossible but <laughs> that's what makes the journey beautiful you know what i mean I th- yes i agree with you 100 percent. i think that is a very important goal as well in my life to be in that complete stillness that zen moment as they say i like to call it zen though oh, <laughs> you're a cheeky motherfucker yes yeah so and it was like i saw recently the video of like kobe bryant scoring the 81 points i think oh like, dog bro, it's farewell face. game yeah no okay that's a different match i think he mm. scored 61 in this farewell yeah, game. yeah 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 but in the match he scored 81 basically bro his face was nothing no no emotions no happiness bro, no joy have like, you seen the no last sadness. dance right yeah 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 oh, cool and the same with mj and the same with like but when you're performing at those levels it was just amazing to see how zen they are in that like when they are in that moment of course after you get out, you celebrate your victories and things like that. But when you're in the moment... Or go insane like MJ. He's <laughs> like, yes, I won. And now it's time to win more. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's the pump. You yeah. Know? 
comp and iron. But yeah. yeah, it's amazing to be in that level of Zen. Of course, I never really felt it for a long period of time. It was just fleeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. If we like the goal is if if you can get to that level, if you enjoy everything that you do, if you enjoy anything that you do, because that's my approach now is to even though I'm like there's my things that I might not necessarily want to do. But I try to find the joy in them. I try to find the enjoyment in them to make them interesting. To, yeah, just to have more fun. Cool. And I'm literally applying a David Goggins uh, uh, philosophy in my life as well, which mm. is conquer your inner bitch. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Because like today, uh, we were discussing before this. I didn't want to run at all. What is running? Mm. It was cold, dog. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I thought like, well, I should stay around the podcast a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Cook yeah. afterwards and chill a little. And then like, <laughs> again, like there are a bunch of things that I don't want to do. And there mm. are a bunch of things that I'm at. Sometimes I really don't enjoy. I don't enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? I don't enjoy do those things and I'd rather be chilling on the couch. However, I know the benefits that Iran will bring me. And I know that I have to keep my body functioning well. And I know that I need to be healthy. And I know that by running, I'm going to be winning way more psychologically than staying in my couch. You know what I mean? I know that I'm going to improve myself in a way. I know that I'm going to beat myself up to show myself that I am the boss. You know what I mean? Yes. Of my inner bitch. <laughs> Conquer so, your inner bitch. Exactly. So, again, I try to... I always do everything with joy. I, I try to enjoy everything that I'm doing, but there are some stuff that I don't enjoy doing at all, or at least I'm not enjoying doing it in that moment. But I have to do anyway, because I'm conscious about the benefits and I'm conscious about what I want to accomplish doing those things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's fucking could, hard though. <laughs> well, could I ask you why... Do you know why you don't like those things? Or do you have an idea what's going on when you're like kind of not feeling it? Or okay, you don't a, do those this is a life experience stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a scientific approach at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though there are some scientific uh, things backing this up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but our body throughout evolution, it tells us what comfort is. And your body most claims to be on the comfy zone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why when it's rainy, it's cold outside, our body's saying like, yes, just stay by the fireplace and chill. You know what I mean? Eat something fat. And relax. And relax. <laughs> you deserve it. And that's your mind playing games on you. You know what I mean? You deserve it to chill. Mm -hmm. We've done so much today. Uh, mm. But we have to fight against that will. You know what I mean? Because I'm not yeah. saying like go outside and do whatever you need to do just because you want to unconquer your fucking inner bitch. If you don't want to do it, it's, it's <laughs> right. But to me, for like for myself, it's a way to improve me. You know what I mean? It's a way mm -hmm. to 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 step up a little bit. Um, yeah. I like as I said, it's more like a if we should not thing. Like it's more related to our DNA to be mm. really comfortable with a comfortable situation. However, being comfortable with a com comfortable situation sometimes is not the best thing to do, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. The winter is coming. 
I don't want to become a fat motherfucker. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. a lazy motherfucker. So I want to keep myself active. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. So again, like I could be here chilling or I could be there in the brain running. So I was like, mm -hmm. what is best to me? Like what is best right now? The best mm -hmm. thing to do is to go outside and run, you know? Yeah. Um, no. And again, uh, it's a process that requires a lot from you, you know, and requires a lot from me. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, uh, it's those small things, like it's really just small decisions, just like fucking put your shoes on and just go outside. It takes you like a minute. But those small decisions, they change your day, they change your perspective, they change everything. As I told you, like waking up today and deciding like, what the fuck, straight to yoga, no coffee, you know what I mean? Yeah. Made my day way better. And like, same decision, like, let's go outside, let's run. Made my night here, here talking to you way more joyful, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Because I'm not having that inner thoughts, like, oh, I should have run, oh, I should have done this, or I should have done that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm in peace, you know? Because I know mm -hmm. that I've done everything that had to be done, you know what I mean? Yes. You handle your things, and once you handle your things, you're more relaxed, you're more at ease, your mind is quieter because it doesn't need to check any boxes anymore because that's what the brain does. Mm. It wants to have, mm. it has problems, it wants to solve those problems. And frankly, if you don't have problems, your brain will create problems. That's just one of the- There things. is no such a thing like if you don't have problems, everyone has problems. Like no, but like if like, you say, like if you don't have problems- You, you can try to convince yourself <laughs> that you don't have any problems, but you do have problems. Yeah, of course. But always there is something going on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like your brain will always come up with something to solve because that's its function to mm -hmm. solve problems and solve mm -hmm. things. So, and that's why med again, meditation is really good for that as well uh, mm -hmm. because it leads you towards solving those problems, you know what I mean? Rather than put you away from them, no, they bring those problems right in your face. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with them. Same thing applies to fucking psychedelics, but that's a completely another, <laughs> another topic, all right? But meditation, yes, because you'll start to watch your mind, watch your thoughts and see what is going on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep, yep. That's my approach with meditation. <laughs> well, like my thing when it comes to the, the brain, the, why, the reason why I asked you about like what's going on and why you're not enjoying those activities, because like as I said, I try to find entertainment or joy or fun in whatever I try to do, because it seems to me that the problem, at least in my experience, my own experience, is that my problem is not the enjoyment, like doing what I like, but more of like like whatever you do. That's my yeah. Approach. That's ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, exactly. So basically, even if I'm doing something that I, with my brain, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't really want to do this, or it like seems meaningless, or it seems like mm -hmm. a meaningful task. I'm trying to shift the mindset of like, oh, why don't I enjoy that? If I have to do it, and I said I'll do it, then enjoy yourself. Exactly. Have fun with it. Don't exactly don't stress about it. Yeah. Run. It's while running, listen to audiobook. Yeah. Listen to music. You know what I mean? Why not? Uh, yes. Why not? Like, yourself, you know? <laughs> exactly. So 
when I was leaving my friend's house yesterday, it was raining like crazy from the morning, right? Mm. And the whole day, I spent at least an hour thinking about like, what time do I leave? Because I was like, I wasn't prepared for the rain. So I was like, well, I'm going to be wet anyway. I'm going to have to walk around 20 minutes, but separate, like six minutes to the train station. And then from the train station to my house, 15 minutes. I was like, okay, dude, don't stress. Just go. I went, put my audiobook on, walked, and I actually wasn't frustrated with the rain at all. You see? Wasn't pissed off about it. And I was like, huh, it's very interesting Like when you just shift, shift the mindset. Yeah, just turn it. You're going to bring yourself more joy. You're going to bring yourself more happiness. Mm. <laughs> We're listening to the immortality key. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> Which chapter are I listening to right now? I'm about to start chapter four. Oh, I'm the chapter motherfucking three, dog. Damn, son. Gotta catch up. <laughs> well, that was a, I was listening to the running today. Take your time, dude. Oh, well, you know, like so, one hour here, one hour there. I'll finish that book. Huh? Yeah, that's the same approach. What do you find so far interesting about the book uh, so far? Fucking... <laughs> the start of the book, dog, Grant Hancock, all right? Mm. He nailed, he nailed, he nailed, he nailed, he nailed. I hope you can listen for free on audiobooks, at least the forward. I think you can, right? Mm. Um, audible. Anyway, think- if you can't read for free, just, just the fucking first pages of the book. If you can buy the book or you can buy the audio version of the book, buy it because of the first words you know what i mean mm-hmm. graham cock is a savage dog oh Damn. yes oh yes <laughs> the Damn. guy has a, a way of words a oh way bro words. what a beautiful speaker man um mm-hmm. y'all it's about psychedelics all right um if you're not <laughs> interested in psychedelics buy the book for fucking history reasons all right because mm-hmm. dog one of the things my- yeah go for it Mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing. One of the things he touches in in the book, on the second chapter, is right now we only have 1% of all the classic era things. Books, text, artifacts, like buildings, architecture, Mm -hmm. all the knowledge from the classic period, we just have 1% of it. Yep. Which is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. By 1%, we know so much things. And this book is bringing awareness to way more stuff. Your audio broke off for a few minutes. Really? For a few seconds. For the last few minutes. Like, I'm talking here. (laughs) A few seconds. Reply to me. Like, what the fuck? Do you have a crystal bar or something, dog? (laughs) No, no. It's a few seconds. A few seconds. (laughs) Yeah, but you were saying that the... um, like there is one percent only that we have from the artifacts and the history we already have like it's very limited dude it's very small the greek minister i think that he met uh i'm not sure if she was the minister but anyway when she was talking about the library of alexandria oh yeah yeah that that part i heard it yeah and he was saying like and he was saying dude the two things I talk, took from this. One, the amount of knowledge that we lost in the books. Insane amount of knowledge we lost from fucking... By the fucking... 
Alexandria uh, Library. It's yes. insane the amount of knowledge that's being lost. lost. Like so much things to, you could learn, so much things you can like see how they think and how they approach. Like, come on, that was insane. And the second thing is how it was burned because he compared oh. it to oh. the ISIS situation oh. right now. Oh, dog like, makes oh, so much dog. sense. Yes. It makes like, so much sense. Again, it is a theory, okay? It's really mm -hmm. difficult to, to know what are the reasons. Yep. But Brian is touching in some, in some like comparisons mm -hmm. that no one has done before and makes the entire fucking sense. Yes. Yes. By the way, no one had like any, any scientist, any fucking historical uh, professor, whatever. No one has the fucking crucial proof to say what was the reason for the fire in the Alexandria library, right? Mm -hmm. However, his theory um, that's he's throwing out makes the bro. It's it's something it that that really can open the door to further studies. You know? Yeah, it clicked with me. It literally yeah. clicked with me when I heard this yeah. story about ISIS, and I've seen what like. I've been seeing what they did in Iraq and all those places and destroying like the Buddha temple. Like there was the big statue of Buddha they destroyed and all those kind of things. And I was like, oh, oh, so maybe it happened the same way in the, the way the library was burned, the way we lost a lot of knowledge in Greece, the way we lost a lot of knowledge in like, the, like those countries and well, basically what he, he's saying in the book is, uh, spoiler alert, just a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I'll not talk about more of the book, all right? Okay. Not about the book, but the beginning of the book for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, he's basically doing a comparison like ISIS, they're doing what they're doing. They're destroying our the fucking public and historical heritage in order to wipe out the previous culture, in order to impose their culture for the uh, future generations, you know? Mm -hmm. so basically, they are destroying history to create their own history. And his theory is that Christianity and like other religions, they quite done the same throughout history. Yep. And we have some proofs and he's saying like the proofs we have. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're going to do a full episode just talking about that book when yes. we finished. All right. Yes. Yes, yes, gotta be done. Yeah, but by the way, the foreword by Graham Hancock. <laughs> Holy fuck! Um, <laughs> so basically, he's just like removing all the taboos around psychedelics. Mm. He's just like calling everyone out of their bullshit when it comes to psychedelics. He's yep. just explaining like how we have this insane, how we have this unbelievable approach to psychedelics today how this is fucking insane how this is fucking like it's i it, it's i lack in words to say like how <laughs> fucked up the situation is, you know? <laughs> yes it is and he exposes that in a brilliant and well eloquent way you know mm -hmm. yeah like, he's a fucking brilliant speaker though Oh, he's a brilliant speaker and he's a brilliant writer as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you combine both of them together, it's just insane. And insane. the way he the way he breaks it down, the way he's like, yo, 
how does this make sense to you kind of question because I at least that's how I got the forward was like him telling you asking you like yo do you not see how faulty your thought about psychedelics and those kind of things yeah, is? exactly how... he's exposing it he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go like those are your beliefs why you have those beliefs you know what I mean yes and I love things like this obviously too like I already am an advocate for those stuff so that gives me a little bit more under like i see another layer i'm like yes it's insane see, uh, <laughs> that's i done a post yesterday on instagram and i've seen it it's yes. like like this um mm -hmm. i was drinking a beer and i was saying like here it's me my favorite beer like there we go a picture shout okay. out to brew dog oh brew dog <laughs> mm. i love this shit tasty <laughs> one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, if I posted a picture of me smoking a J of my favorite strain, I would have some backlash, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do is to provoke people to come to me and discuss this. And mm -hmm. I had that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's a way to advocate. You know, you go straight on their beliefs and show why those beliefs are wrong or why they have mm -hmm. been fooled for so long. You know what I mean? And again, like what Graham uh, done this book, it gave me more understanding, it gave me more tools to discuss those subjects. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Dog. Dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> One thing that he said on JRE episode was, we are had to have laws in place to hold everyone accountable for their fucking actions. Yes. Why should we literally say to a person, oh, don't use drugs because if you use those kind of drugs, you're going to commit crimes. So let's make those drugs illegal because we are trying to prevent the crime. But where <laughs> the fuck? You have already law and order to prevent the crime and even to judge the person that committed a crime or make them responsible or hold them accountable for it. You know what I mean? So there's no actually, there's no reason to make psychedelics like a class one drug class a drug here in the uk to make it fucking illegal to make like the biggest crisis of humanity to make as dangerous to society as terrorism you know what i'm talking mm. about yep yep if i'm like, if i'm cooking some acid in my fucking home <laughs> which i do for sure uh i'll be treated as bad as a fucking murderer a serial killer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. which is nonsense madness <laughs> and the way he approached it it's fucking awesome guys go check it out again yeah, uh, i'm just like in the beginning of the book chapter two and just begun the chapter three mm. and dogs i'm pumped i'm yes, pumped me too. i'm pumped, I'm pumped. <laughs> no uh, i like it, it reminds like this um, idea that we shouldn't be under sovereignty of anybody and we should do whatever we want has been the thing that really excites me. And like, it's good to see people doing their thing now. Like, it's very awesome to see like, you know, everybody speaking out on those things. But there is a question that pops in my head now about, well, as we talked before, people drop it they get very close to their ideology right so the ideology of 
drugs are bad, a lot of people are very tied to that and mm. they feel defensive about you know what? when you tell them that this is wrong or if you tell them a psychedelic is not really that bad or something like a weed will not make you commit crime, they are like, no, 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 that doesn't work. And they feel attacked. They feel that you're actually telling them that they are wrong, that they, but you're just telling them their ideology is wrong. Like the idea That's is wrong. the thing. That's how Graham Cock approach. He's not mm -hmm. telling the person like you are exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's just like bringing the, their beliefs in their face and question them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's, one, that's my approach to do it as well, because it's really difficult to change people's mind and change people's perspective. If you fight against them, you fight against their ideology or fight them on their beliefs, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. You must do a collab job, you know what I mean? Yep. You must collaborate with them to make them get those ideas, you know what I mean? that are trying to make them aware of. Um, it's really difficult in every, in every topic, in every situation, every context, it's really difficult to bring information for someone that first of all is not open to that information and second of all, of all is really hesitant to change their, their mind. So you have to find different ways to approach that person or that group or that society or that community, you know? Mm -hmm. um, And a beautiful way to, to do this is by, instead of question that person, you question government. You question the agency that is behind the regulations. You question like the authority that is saying that drugs are bad if the drugs are not bad at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By doing that, you're already creating awareness around the subject. And you transform the blame not on oh, yeah. the person yeah, exactly. on, the, on somebody else that's what i said like i cannot judge someone that is totally against cannabis yeah I, i'm not judging you because i know that you've been programmed in that way yeah as i it's was your fault it took me a lot to get like literally a hundred percent in the other side you know <laughs> i was like oh should be legal should not be legal and then i started the law school throughout the law school i was like come on it needs to be legal in a law perspective in a criminology perspective, in a sociological perspective, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then uh, I got more inside the benefits of cannabis, more like inside the scientific approach to cannabis and also the spiritual approach to cannabis. And I was like, wow, now I have a totally different spectrum to, to understand what this drug is and how is our human relation with that plant and why it's so silly to tell someone that it shouldn't be smoking mm -hmm. weed right mm -hmm. yes. um again is like a multi uh it's a i would say that is a multidisciplinary approach that you have to have with when you're talking about weed you have to have like or even psychedelics and that's why graham is such a badass dog because yes he throws <laughs> arguments from like all over the place you know? yeah he, he brings you on layers you know like layers upon layers upon layers of like this is why you believe this way and this is the counter this is why you believe in this way and this is the counter it's beautiful so, so we, ha we have to have different subjects to back you up when you're doing like a 
a debate about uh, I wouldn't say debate, but when you're like just talking about it with someone, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have like uh, the legal perspective why uh, drugs should be legal, and yep. I have like now thanks to the universe and to those brilliant scientists. Now we have way more research being doing with fucking psychedelics, fucking cannabis, even the fucking university in Canada. They're mm-hmm. fucking done. They're actually like developing a research. The previous, like the preliminary uh, results of this research is actually cannabis can help you with coronavirus. So you see like people are trying to see what this plant can do for you and what mm-hmm. those substances can do for you. And it's being more acceptable, but yeah. yet it's not fully legal. And that's our, our fucking job through this podcast, through our fucking social media, through our social circle to speak freely about it and, and try to make people understand the points that I want to pass through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not attack them, not just them again, because they've been programmed to be on that way as I was, as my parents were, as my grandparents were as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there is it will require a fucking lot for me to change my grandparents' idea of course. about drugs, but doesn't mm-hmm. require me a lot to change my parents' ideas about mm-hmm. drugs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And me and my sisters, we've done it. Right now, my parents, they're super cool about it because they understand what like a psychedelic is, what, a, like, what weed is, you know what I mean? They don't have that stigma anymore. They don't have yeah. that taboo, you know? Because mm-hmm. we've done a job of like explaining to them and showing them what's up, getting high in front of them and seeing like, yo, this is what weed makes on me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the effect. I'm <laughs> I'm more funny, I'm 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 more lovable, and I want to hug you. Can I? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. No, I hundred percent agree with you. I think it's just an amazing thing to have. And again, not everybody's gonna connect with weed, not everybody's gonna connect oh, with all oh. the things. This is a personal choice some people will connect with it some people will not but you should always have the freedom to try if you want well, seven, there is yeah go for it the two points that kind of caught my attention that you said about first having somebody like see your own point and you the only way to do that is by basically guiding them to that point to that conclusion by themselves i was talking to a friend of mine i'm not gonna i can't go into details because it's his story but we were talking about something particular and i told him something and he didn't agree with me let's call him mike yes so mike i was telling him that there is a like that person was lying to you and he was like no you're wrong but then the deeper we talked the more we talked he actually said the same point that I said to him yep. a few minutes later. Because Mike he, realized throughout the conversation that yes. actually he was being lied by someone. Mm-hmm. Mm, Mike, interesting. So those kind of things, and I don't blame him all for this. I do the same thing. I blind myself against things that I should see or like... Bro, everyone is like that. Yeah. So it just important for you to process things with people as well because they will be able to call out things that you don't see and then you can reach that conclusion by yourself yeah the the second thing that i was interested in and is like yeah as i said 
they are not for everybody. You try them, you connect with them, they work, they don't work, but you have to have the freedom for you to do. For me, getting to the conclusion that psych- like breaking the programming when it comes to drugs and like psychedelics has still kind of there. I still sometimes feel the negative perspective on those things because my, like me trying to say like, make make peace that they are things that should be legal. They are not things that are bad for you. It's taken a bit more time for me to like change that program and change mm. that. And I've noticed it as well with other things. So like that dogmatic programming. Why is that though? It seems to me that because I haven't really paid attention to those things. Right. So I was just mm. like, yeah, 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 like whatever, like, ignore that or Mm. don't pay attention to that and shit like Mm. that but i realize that the more you ignore something the more it will persist the more it will stick with you and i'm a bit stubborn sometimes Mm -hmm. so even though sometimes i can like hear myself talk and be like oh like that's kind of retard like kind of not a good a logical way of thinking or not a correct way of thinking my own value but i'm still need more convincing which is weird like i need convincing from myself <laughs> so hmm. interesting it's okay. yeah it's it's a process <laughs> it is a process of course you're just like again you're disprogramming yourself and it's so difficult. I try to do this with everything in my life and it's mm-hmm. a process. You know what I mean? Like, it is a process. But drugs for me right now, I have a really pretty clear uh, vision. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, because I've done tons of research, you know? Um, and again, like the legal perspective, um, it brought me uh, awareness around really fucked up things, you know? Mm. Uh, like racial issues, um, like war against poor people rather than other stuff, you know what I mean? And what really the, the war on drugs really represents and and those stuff already made me like from the beginning of my research be like, dog, there's something there that I need to figure out. Why they are so like hesitant to accept someone smoking weed or taking <laughs> a fucking tablet of acid, you know what I mean? And yeah. then I went to the other side, to the fucking, like, this, the medical science side, bi- biological uh, science side, to the fucking spiritual side of things. And then, I, as I said, you start to build, like, to, to build, like, those different approaches to the same topic. And mm-hmm. that what, like, convinces you or what, what makes you change your mind or, or approach, rather, you know? Yep, yep. Um, for everything in your life, dog, like I'm mm. saying, like for everything in my life, the way to change is by studying. And there's no yeah. other way to study, right? To be aware of that topic and that you need to do some research, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why my fucking role, that's your role, that's everyone's role is to make people aware of the things that needs to be discussed. And right now, psychedelics, it's a thing that it's luckily it's coming through fucking mainstream media it's coming in fucking uh authorities meetings and all of that so you must 
be active in a way to make sure that this is discussed and this is like this regulated somehow like uh, yeah. i'm fucking i'm fucking tired to to to, to, to like, cannot go I was, bro i was in the pub yesterday with uh, my girl mm. and again like you know you know my dog <laughs> you know me dog if you give me some space i'll, I'll talk bro like you, you cannot let me alone quiet because i'll be talking shit all right and yes. whenever just quiet i'm like yo big opportunity here bang let's talk about weed or something you know yes so she was like chilling i was like you know what i always started like this like you know what dog bang we're talking about uh i started to do my rain as usual so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm so tired to be in this pub right now and not be able to go over the corner into a shop, buy whatever the fuck I want, whatever this train I want, pay mm-hmm. the taxes, pay the shop owner, make mm-hmm. them happy, give some jobs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go back to my home, watch the fucking David Attenborough uh, documentary high as fuck. Mm. I'm, yes. t- I'm tired. I'm tired to don't have that choice bro you know what i mean i'm tired of not having that choice as well i'm not i'm tired from not being able to travel from one place to the other with a joint in my pocket <laughs> exactly exactly i'm tired and, to to during the summer it's hot it's beautiful i'm living in a really nice village with tons of nature um mm. i have parks hiking places we have a fucking river it's beautiful out here Oof. I'm tired to not be able to go out there with some mushrooms, eat them, enjoy the nature. You know what I mean? Connect. Exactly. I'm I'm tired to not be able to take a tablet of acid, do some hiking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally I'm I'm, I'm done, and I, I have this inner feeling on myself that I need to speak out about it. Mm, no, so I, whenever I'm talking with someone, I'll try to slip that conversation. You know, dog. <laughs> Getting. <laughs> yeah but uh, bro like one of the things that are very taboo in egypt Mm. is sex right nobody talks about sex nobody damn there is the rules and that's it right you cannot fuck that's the rule yes <laughs> rule number one you cannot fuck rule number rule two number you cannot two. talk about fucking <laughs> <laughs> so and one of the things that i like my uncle tries to do is to speak about those things because he's an advocate of liberty and like people doing whatever they want and just speaking about the subject brings you more awareness about like where you're wrong where you're not wrong and you have to do the same thing with psychedelics. We have to do the same thing with pretty much everything. Race, whatever it, the subject is, talking about it and bringing it to attention and trying to, like, you know, deconstruct the whole situation is yeah. important. Exactly. It's super important. And, and Doc. And you go for it. Here's a plea for the com- countries. Dude guys come on you're gonna make shit tons of money from taxes if you regulate that shit can i blow your motherfucking mind right now go for it weed in uk it's absolutely illegal Mm. 2018 they passed a bill that you can use for a legal purpose 
oh, sorry, for a medical purpose. Mm -hmm. So CBD here became legal. So I, I'm taking CBD. I can go to the fucking pharmacy and buy CBD. Mm -hmm. However, it's not legal. Uh, the rec uh, rec recreational use of cannabis, you know? Hmm. However, the UK, I don't know if you know about it, is one of the biggest, if it's not the biggest, exporter of weed in the motherfucking world, dog. Oh, damn, really? <laughs> they were planting weed here, exporting to places that legal marijuana was approved already. What? <laughs> Before they legalized the medical use of weed in the UK, dog. <laughs> oh, damn. So Do you know I how crazy no is this? Idea. That's mind-blowing, actually. I had no idea. They were fucking planting weed. They were selling weed without having weed legal in their country. Big the pharma work dog. Is done. Bro, the work is done. We the have here all the fucking companies are red fucking planting weed. We just need one bill. We just need <laughs> one bill to say for now you can use marijuana for recreational purpose. These agents are gonna regulate the business side of it. These agents are gonna regulate like the the fucking transportation. Yeah, and health the... and safety kind of, mm -hmm. of, of things. And mm -hmm. that's it, dog. All the things are right in place. Yeah. Like, damn, man. Why <laughs> they are so hesitant to make it legal for rec recreational use, you know what I mean? If I go mm. to Oxford City Center and every, all the things that I can smell is wheat and kebab. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Kebabs are the best, though. Of course, why you why dog? Some conspiracy right now. Damn why do you think there's so many kebab shops out there? Because <laughs> you know, when you because... smoke some weed, you're kind of feeling hungry. You know, shout out to Sweet and Spice. Oh, Sweet and Spice, the baddest kebab in Dublin, dog. Yes, yes, yes. If you're in Those, Dublin, bro, first of pass all, pass by Dorset Street. <laughs> it, it is a fishy place, all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> yes. It is really like shady, mm -hmm. but those guys, they have no chill, all right? If you want a XL kebab, dog, woo, woo. You want a juicy kebab, oof. You want something to drip in the plate and like make your hand all messy, yes. They have no chill, dog. They just <laughs> deliver the best kebab ever, dog. Yes. They're like, they're chill. <laughs> Five euros. <laughs> Enjoy. It's six now, so. Oh, cool. sorry, folks. One right. more euro. <laughs> mm, beautiful stuff, though. <laughs> but it's the best. It's the best. But yeah, as it said, like, oh, yeah, those guys are badasses. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, it makes me think, like, why this fucking hypocrisy? You know what I mean? You're already planning, you are selling. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. let's go. Let's go. Like, we're ready. You know what I mean? They... Just give an idea. My shampoo, my conditioner, my fucking toothpaste. My girl used some fucking uh, skincare. I have CBD. Everything's made out of hemp, man. Everything mm -hmm. here at home. We were buying like everything that is legal that is from hemp. We were buying. You know what I mean? Nice. She's having an amazing results with the skincare, fucking beauty kind of things with products mm -hmm. based on hemp. My mm. shampoo, conditioner, my beauty, fucking mint stuff. They're amazing. Nice. You know what I mean? Even my fucking shave cream made out of fucking hemp. You Ooh. see, hemp has so like we cannot predict the amount of things that you can made out of that plant, dog. 
Oh, it's absolutely and it's insane. Still, I cannot smoke it. Bro, hemp is one of the most like useful plants ever. Brazilian can... guys, let me Bro. blow your mind, dude. And I'm blowing my fucking Brazilian dudes <laughs> and gals' minds right now. Can you tell me what's up? You know the boats that left Portugal to meet America and discover Brazil? Mm. Don't Dude, say it. <laughs> it. Half of them was fucking, they were made out of hemp. What the fuck? How? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> you know the sails made out of hemp? Yeah. Nice. You know the that cords is... made, out of, made out of hemp? You know mm. the hopes made out of fucking, the ropes rather, made out of fucking hemp? Damn. <laughs> what <laughs> well we we were a fucking portuguese colony just because of weed bitches how about that no wait explain on that please they how... bro i don't know if you know about it but the portuguese boats they were legendary still today it's a top secret how to build those boats so they really? have yeah they have the plans inside a fucking safe room in the portuguese uh fucking palaces whatever because those boats, they were way more developed than the other ones from the same period of time. Hmm, okay. They treated the, the boats as a fucking state secret. And one of the secrets is to use hemp to do the fucking sails, to do the fucking ropes, whatever, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Without that knowledge, most probably, most probably would be a fucking Spanish colony because the Spanish would get there before them, before mm. the fucking Portuguese. As True. more than half of Americas have more than half of America, it's a Spanish war, a Spanish colony, colony oh, rather. You, you guys are the only dog. Yo. I was out for a second. What happened? Yes. So I was asking you that this is why you're the only country. You, I think you're the only country in South America that speaks Portuguese, right? It's the only, the only country no. in the, all Americas that speak Portuguese. Because mm -hmm. Portuguese people get there before Spain, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. They, as I said, like one of their reasons was because they had way developed a navy, and they got there, and the navy half of it was based on fucking hemp, dog. Well, and that's crazy right now. As a country, <laughs> we treat hemp as the fucking evil plan. As the fucking like devil fucking creation dog, I we wouldn't be a fucking Portuguese colony if you didn't have fucking hemp back in the day. <laughs> That's like a, a whole culture and a whole different timeline for the Brazilian country that could change like their perspective and everything. But go into the idea why hemp is illegal or like. Um, that is not used I think uh, Joe was talking about this a while ago and he said it was because at least his conspiracy theory was like the guy who made paper the guys oh, who no. yes. that. that's the thing dog and because they used hemp to make yeah, paper yeah, yeah. so for Press. them they were like yeah yeah they were like no let's get this shit out because hemp is easy to make and let's you know illegalize it so that we can profit and make you yeah our it is own a combo like of it is a combo of reasons it's like oh yeah the press is one of them mm -hmm. uh the fucking uh 
the fucking state uh, structure used to fight against alcohol. They had to bring another stuff to to fight against. You know what I mean? Yep. So they used fucking weed, uh, mm -hmm. pharma, bro, a lot of things, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But There's it's crazy things. to see how that narrative is still ruling the world, even though mm -hmm. we have proven, we have proven all the way long that that shit is fucking wrong and that shit is fucking crazy, right? Uh, and it's crazy to see how the entire world got that American idea and implemented in their country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're oh, still stuck in it. A few years ago, uh, let's say like 10 years around there, can be, I can be slightly off, but I don't care. There was a small city in Brazil up there in the north or northeast. I can't remember. Sorry, guys. Don't be mad at me. Mm. Then it's more like a village, you know? Okay. Small amount of people. Yeah. So those guys didn't have any idea that weed was legal. What the fuck? It's a plant. So if you go to the city, you go to the main square, you're going to see in the bushes tons of plants of weed. You know what I mean? Tons of nice. them. And a reporter went there because the thing was they, they had a new sheriff in town. The sheriff got there. They were like, what the fuck? It's weedy everywhere. Like, let's let's burn it. Let's just like get rid of it and let's fucking arrest people. So the fucking media went there like they treated. That was beautiful, though, because they treated it in a really funny way. Like, why these guys arresting these people that was using the fucking fruit? from the motherfucking main square, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the weed was there before them and they were just using it. So they start to interview people. And majority of people, they were really old people, you know? Mm. Like 60s, 70s, even further than that. Yeah. And like, they were like, oh yeah, I, I, I make tea with it. It's good for my fucking joints. It's good for my asthma. I don't feel pain when I'm taking, drinking this tea every day. And the other, without any scientific approach, bro. Yeah, the other guy's like, oh, I, I, I feel calm. I don't argue with my wife and blah, blah, blah. But they had a beautiful community without any crimes because everyone was fucking drinking or smoking weed, bro. But one mm -hmm. guy got there like, oh, yes, I'm the sheriff. I'm going to just get rid of it and arrest people. You know what I mean? <sighs> we well, had, we had, we have, we had a really fuck amazing example that weed is not harmful at all. We had an entire village that were using weed to treat themselves and it was beautiful. They were super chill. No crime, they were super chill dog. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, in closing, I gotta say this. Go smoke some weed, man. If you are above 21, and mm -hmm. I would say at least my recommendation is if you're at 25, Go and smoke some weed, dog. Just yes. see what's up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if you have, again, we always, we always give some disclaimer, right? If you have mental yes. issues or have any other fucking issues, you just got to go to the doc and say, hey, doc, can I smoke some? You know what I mean? That's what yep. you have to do. Um, oh, one, one funny thing, though. Uh, so before moving to Europe, uh, mm. one person that I care a lot about... <laughs> Yeah, so don't say the name, all right? That person <laughs> we'll call him Frank. Okay, Frank. No, bro, but I know some Franks. Let's call <laughs> okay, <laughs> but he's a female. Let's call it Janie, all right? Janie, yeah. So Janie went to the dock 
She was mm. like, yo, doc, what's up? I'm going to travel. I want to experience the world. I want to, first of all, can I smoke weed? First question. Mm, nice. The dog started <laughs> laughing on her face. Right? It was laughing hard. It was like, what the fuck? Why are you asking me this? Like, just go. Like, I cannot say that if you smoke weed, something will help with you. It won't mm. fucking harm your fucking health. If you want to do it, there's no, I don't have a scientific uh, back, even like I don't have anything to back up a no right now. You know what I mean? So just do it. And then she asked about another drugs. Mm. as uh, fucking pills um, and acid. Mm. And then the doc gave her the best advice ever. What did he say? He said, like, the pill substance will not harm you, Yeah, but you never know what you're getting in the streets. Mm. So you don't know whether you're getting a good stuff mm. or a bad stuff. Mm. So a bad stuff can kill you, and it can. Mm. And a good stuff cannot harm you at all. Mm. So you see, if it was fully legal, no one would have that conversation. Because no. you knew that if you go to the next door shop, would buy a pure LSD tab. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. the government will be there. They'll be on their shoes. They were making tests, regu regulating thing and all of that. So we would mm -hmm. be safe yep. to go there and buy some acid. Right now, if I want to use some acid, I, go, I have to go through some dodgy uh, ways to get it. Mm -hmm. And I never know whether I'm getting good stuff or not. And I need yes. to test it beforehand to see whether I would be safe or not. And when it is legal, no one had a problem, though. Oh, yes. still, big shout out to that doc. Uh, <laughs> I can't say Massive him, one. <laughs> Massive shout outs. Well has to be legal has to be it's safer for everybody come on guys be safe when you try something be careful that's all if it's not legal in your country speak up you know let's get speak this going and travel to amsterdam whenever you can yes well tell them how they can find you gustavo oh dog here we go so first of all y'all youtube crown Subscribe to this channel, right? Hit the like button, hit the bell as well. Be notified whenever a new episode is out. Streaming platforms, Spotify, whatever you name it, we are out there. Just subscribe to us as well. Subscribe to the chillness, all right? You can find me on IG at Gustavacel. And you can find me at Ahmed El Salam on IG. Much love, y'all. Have a really nice week and see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Adi. Oh, by the way, sorry about the fucking technical issues, all right? <laughs>